What if it's the boat constrictor? Yeah, but yeah, you're dead. This is what I'm saying. You see, you think you would lose? You think you would lose to one snake? Depends on the size of the snake. You just can't you have that. Vi- you remember the video of the anaconda I showed you back in Guyana? Nah, that's it. That was in my cousin's backyard. That's a snake, bro. No, that's a dinosaur. That's a snake, bro. That was a dinosaur. You're asking me why people have fears of snakes? That's yeah. a snake. <laughs> that's crazy. Listen, it is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters, which suddenly appeared in the atomic area, will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. We gone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 60 of the First Sip Podcast. Some daily housekeeping items here. First things first, we are going to be touching on the Spikeball Tournament, Round Net Tournament, that First Sip will be hosting on June 25th at the Elite Sports Factory in Maniunk. The reason we're going to keep touching on it, this thing is catching fire much more than we thought so. Pick up some steam, man. It really is. Um, we originally wanted to do just 16-team single elimination, and we are going to have to change that as interest is growing. And we procured a larger space. So we're going to have four nets going at once. Going to go to one sponsored kid um, for a local nonprofit. We're pretty pumped about it. It's a cool first project mm-hmm. for us. And secondly, something else we're going to continuously touch on at the beginning of the episodes. <clears throat> Dikembe is launching the First Sip Book Club. Oh, we where, live. Yeah. Oh, he, it's launched? We live. We went live last night. Right. So we put out the announcement for the people. Some of the people might have seen it by Did the you time pick they a listen book to this. Already? Right. So we're gonna vote on that tomorrow, actually. Wow. So we, we, we got the members in. Um This is so all the Kembe. We're gonna send out so once a month I'm gonna send out uh an email that'll go out to everybody who's in the group and from there they'll be able to vote on one of two books. Right. So when people join they'll they're one able to nom they recommend a book that they wanna read with throughout the year. And then from that, you know, that's how I'm kinda compiling like, okay, which ones will we kinda tackle this month and then going forward, so be interested to see what we get. It's pretty sweet, man. Listen, man. You're going to blow up, dude. Things are going. We got You're going to be hosting in like one week. 2,000 people book clubs. This is where we start. Somebody was joking and saying, is this going to be an NFT? Coming soon. Wow, that'd be crazy. You know what I was worried about? Coming soon. Like, if you get to the point where you're like, it's so big, yep. the book club, that like people start to post spoilers in the Discord. Like, cause you know how like there are trolls and everything in mm. the world? Yeah. We got to have, we got to have bot alert. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got to have bot alert. <laughs> you got to have something that. Uh, like enables the platform to not have spoilers for the rest of the group because they have a lot of problems with this uh, in the metaverse in these metaverse groups. Sure, you don't know nothing about that, but I'm gonna put you on. I don't know, but imagine like all you right. guys pick like a cool book and someone just types in the ending into the Discord and ruins wow. it for all the loot. The wow, right? We gotta have to send some people after them. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so we don't have to have security. Oh, I got this. Don't even worry about that. I mean, you, just make sure that you have like your Discord abilities. You could kick that user. Yeah, don't don't even worry about that. We you got that under control. Them. We know some people. Yeah. We know some people in real life that will show up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, What are you sipping on, Dikembe? Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. What we got today? We got a Blackout Berry mm. by, by Body Armor. This is nice. This is a nice flavor. You're you a big Body well. Armor guy. You chose well. You're welcome. What do you have over there? Some, uh, so you I, also have Body Armor. Yeah, but. I just have their their water, uh, a liter mm. bottle. Sport but di- water. Bro. So C4 by Cellucor. Um, They came out with like a can anytime energy drink, like, mm-hmm. a, like a Monster Zero kind of thing. Okay. Bro. This one right here, C4 Super Brain. Super, Super Brain. Super Brain. Um, Freedom Ice. Tastes like them ice pops. Wow. Dude, this thing is a 10 out of 10. That or 3D Energy. I would, ooh. I did post both reasons. They're both tense. I, I, maybe I just like the flavor a lot, like the freedom. The freedom. That's what I was going to say, because it's the same flavor. It's the same flavor, but they both do it so well. That could be it. I would, 
I would drink this every single day. And it's not crazy. Like most C4 cans are like 300 milligrams of caffeine. This is mm-hmm. only 200. I am buzzing a little bit right now. But yeah, dude, C4 energy, super brain, smarter energy. Hmm. Can't be good for the hydration, but that Re- reminds me. Reach out to us, Cellucor. We got to try out Ghost Hydrate. They came out with a new project product. I'm going to talk about that uh, later. Okay. I'll, I'll get to that. Oh, is that your product rec? No, 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 no. We didn't try it yet. So we got to get it in. Then we'll try it. We'll try it for the people and let them know. Ah, um, and we apologize. We know this episode is coming to you late. Uh, the reason for that is my fault. <clears throat> I've been in training for work all week. Um, it's been interesting. I want to talk about that. How's that been going, man? Well, it's done now. Um, We're big on development here. Yeah, so. it's done now. It, we, it was a overall sales training. They called it spring training. Uh, it was weird to see so many people back in the office. Mm. You know what else was weird was... Before you go there, yes. what was one of your main takeaways from the training? Oh, that's a good question. Um, my main takeaway is the importance of being back in the office as a producer, which I have already been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very in. I've been very active. I'm getting mm-hmm. in. But yeah, you like you like office settings. You like... I need to be around people. You're very I opposite I thrive of off of the energy. You're very opposite of me. You know what? But I did realize, and, and I'll finish answering your question first. Mm, I know where you're going to go, so yeah, we'll come yeah. back to that. The importance of just taking other producers out to lunch and networking within your own network within the company mm-hmm. carries so much power. Mm-hmm. Like I take certain account managers out to lunch all the time and I just treat them well and they give me so much business. I don't know if that's ever going to be replaceable. That no, ability to actually just be there with the people who can it's not help the growth, like but having I, that face-to-face interaction time. It's not. Um, but I did hear a couple specific ideas on mm-hmm. how to approach it and, and the right way to do certain things mm-hmm. um, that I will be implementing. Nice. And nice. we yield decent success, and I'm not going to share. Yeah, yeah, you got to save some things. Um, That's what I'm saying. You got to keep certain things in house. You never house. know who's listening, bro. Yeah, you got to keep certain certain tips and secrets you got to keep in house. That's Can't, it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, people, but, you know, maybe when we start a Patreon later down you, the road, you, you never, know, start ooh. giving some valuable content out, mm-hmm. that'll be one of those secret episodes that we drop. Yeah, so, um, I have two things to talk about from the training. I like though. that. My first thing. Going to um, it. It was, it was You've very, been waiting on this. Yeah, well, well this is going to be next. But my first thing, dude, it was so odd sitting in a room one it had no windows so they need to pick a new training room no windows mm-hmm. it was so crazy i wonder if they did that on purpose being in a training room from 8 a.m till 6 p.m we had like an occasional break every two hours it was like five mm-hmm. minutes bro the difficulty that i had just sitting there yep. for 10 hours focusing was insane bro, I especially was after the pandemic too Bro, that's what I'm saying. People are so used to now <clears throat> working from home where when I work from home, I get up literally probably every 10 minutes mm-hmm. and move around, vacuum, putt while <laughs> I'm on the phone. stuff to do. Yeah. Like I just Clean down the sills. Y- y- everything. Yeah. Play with a cat. Like mm-hmm. I'm always moving, running up and down the stairs, um, sitting still in a room with other colleagues for 10 hours mm-hmm. was so difficult. And I was looking around, like looking at people's like legs and stuff like to see them bouncing. Mm-hmm. It was insane to see that. So COVID changed people, man. And that's the thing. Like I wonder, not that I was ever good at that. I was never good at doing that beforehand, but that, that I used was, to sit that, in class. That was going to be my question. If people to, were ever really good at it. Well, I used to sit in like four hour night classes mm-hmm. in college and um, they were but, hard. But was the focus always there? Uh, well, for me, no, <clears throat> but I know it was there for other people. Like I know. Some of our other friends can easily sit in a night class for four hours and take notes the entire time and be locked in. That's so interesting. And I don't, I don't know if they would have been able to do this at this training. Like, I feel like the, I mean, I guess it depends on the topic and what's being taught, but I don't know. I feel like most people will sit there and after a while, their attention just gets lost. Maybe, but I mean, mm. for me, it's gone shortly. So 
yeah no i'm i'm the same like i have to be well that's also a thing too like i always look at like okay what is taking up all this time and can we like make this a lot faster you know with certain things that's that's why i hated being in the office all the way this day has got to take up eight hours it's like you sit there and you probably have days like this where you get your work done in like four hours 100 percent. and it's like okay now what do i fill my time with yeah and i think that that um that creates actually an, an interesting for an individual who's like a go-getter mm-hmm. i think because i've experienced this when i transitioned into working from home i don't know how we got on this topic but when i transitioned into working from home solely at usi in the beginning right when covid mm-hmm. was going on i experienced the weirdest feels of like i don't know if it was guilt mm-hmm. or or what it was but like it was crazy in my headspace because i would complete my work i'm efficient right yep. I, I have a difficulty focusing but if i focus i'm extremely efficient exactly and i would finish my work in like three hours right and and i'm selling and i'm selling very well mm-hmm. so there's no pressure to hit quota because i've already surpassed it and bro I would, there would be days i would just be sitting there i'd be like what are you doing what, what are you going to do now and it was a crazy it was a crazy feeling i've yep. learned to much better balance it and now be a lot more effective um in, in utilizing of the time and um, but it was interesting. I'm sure I was not alone in that. Yeah, because I mean, that's so funny you run into because that was something else I had wrote down. Like I said, there were certain topics that were kind of just coming to my mind when you were talking about training and just mm-hmm. development this week. Because as we are developing these different things that we're talking about, whether it be spike ball or book club, you know, it gets to a point where you have to start managing different things, right? And you have to prioritize, like, okay, like, what do I do this? What do I do this? And you just have to, like, show up day in and day out, right? Oh, to yeah. get these things done. Um, which I think is a good segue because you talk about showing up. Oh, right? dude. So, yeah. So, um, quick story, real quick, and it'll transition into another funny topic we want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, during the training, I'm an extremely competitive individual when it comes to presenting. I take speeches very personally. I take best man speeches very personally. Mm-hmm. I take. You did well with, at the last one, man. I, I do well at all of them. You, Thank you, though. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I, I take a lot of pride in speaking in front of people and like being good. Yep. Being very good. Yep. So we were assigned a random team of three individuals who are new all across the country. One is more tenured than I am myself and a newer individual. Okay. We had to present a certain thing in front of the rest of the trainees and the rest of the trainees. Dude, we go up there to present. This kid was only given the opening. He was assigned a specific set of slides. Mm -hmm. Does the first slide and then freezes. We were in front of like 30 people. Dude, frozen in time. And everyone's looking at him. We're all looking around like, all right, he's going to say something. A minute passes. And I'm talking a stone cold tumbleweed minute passes and i'm looking at him and i'm like and he goes out loud i can't do it (laughs) bro we're at a training where they're going to criticize you right like that's the job you're supposed to mess up i'm really trying to keep it together yeah and he goes serious as a heart attack i can't do it frozen so okay man which i'm happy i wasn't in that room because i would have started getting i would start feeling bad for him Um, i think the room definitely did what what happened in between slide one and slide two? So I was, I don't know. What happened in his head? Like a short circuit. I don't know. But I, so I was the person that was next after him and then the uh, last individual was going to end it. So now I have to pick up and I hadn't prepped the extra five slides that mm-hmm. he was supposed to speak on. So I had to spitball. Mm-hmm. Dude, talk about, it. I, I have never stood up in front of a group of people 
and fumbled. Mm-hmm. I, I like I can say that confidently. I know I haven't. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to talk about. Didn't I added. Pre- I didn't prep the material yeah. at all. And I'm not sitting here and saying I'm this grandiose orator who's unbelievable and doesn't mm-hmm. make mistakes. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, I think you understand you have your skills in communication. It, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I and I take pride in it. Mm-hmm. I try very hard. Yep. And I wasn't. I was underprepared. Bro, and when I tell you I fumbled, like if I was holding a football, yeah, like like butter on your hands. Yeah, we're talking like movie like, theater damn. popcorn butter. Mm-hmm. The ball's bouncing around. Damn, defense is running the damn. other way. Well, that's the thing because you can't you can't just sit there and improv and just try to like. Bro, so this guy, let me just let me just paint the picture. This guy is shorter than I am. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We're gonna ignore that. Shorter than I am, and he's dressed to the nines. Like he was sharp, sick blazer. Sick loafers on. My dude was wearing some mm-hmm. some money. Like he showed up ready to go. Yeah, he was ready for training. Damn, he showed mustache. Up, he didn't show up, bro. Mustache. Showed you know the up, confidence bro. you have to have to wear a, uh, to have a mustache at a at a company training. I can only imagine. And he just straight up freezes in time. Uh, uh, maybe that's it. I can't do it. Maybe he was. Maybe he had too much going. I don't know. Maybe he tried showing up with too much flash. But like, and yo, this is a, this is a, this is, and who knows? He honestly might listen to this eventually, and it is what it is. Um, this is a sales training, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, bro. Like I remember my roll days in with New York. the punches. I remember my cause. days in New York life, like when we had to. You probably been through this. Like, there's certain training and certain things, scripts that you have to be able to say. Or role that playing. They won't let you go live. Yeah, if you can't get these things down, right? Right. And just like you're saying, you would see people sit there and, but that was like in a room probably of like 10 to 15. So I don't know, you're, you're in a room with double that amount, but you would still see them get to a point where it's just like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and it gets so everybody in the room, bro, it just so, starts getting so tense, so nervous. It's just like, damn, is that going to be me? You know what? Throughout my whole life, it's been like in, in school and college mm-hmm. and everything. It is crazy to watch people like how vast the variety of the level pre- of fear, fear and presenters. Yes. Yep. The fear in presenters is so broad. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember but it, a girl I dated in high school. Mm-hmm. Genius. Mm-hmm. Super brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever she would present, would get so red everywhere. Her face, her head, mm-hmm. her neck, her arms. And I remember see, like sitting there, and obviously I'm in high school and I was dating her, so I was like, this is kind of crazy. Um, what do I do here? Yeah, what, yeah. what am I supposed to do yeah. right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is um it's so like you can't even imagine what's going on inside the feeling of like fear that's the thing and it's so because i can't rationalize so empathize but it's so different for for everybody right everybody has a different thing that they're fearful of yes and let's do you still got the chart pulled up yes i do to pull pull the chart nice segue pull the chart so to kevin and i thought this would be better and better at these segues you really are so d-way and lebron LeBron over here let's do this so to kevin and i thought it would be a fun segue since just the two of us which we also apologize for folks a lot of people are falling out on us that we've been reaching out to but we got some sick guests they like our topics yeah they like they like when we talk so we uh we looked up the top 20 fears in no specific order Mm -hmm. across the united states and we figured we'd touch on a couple of them because i think we can identify with some of them all right, the first one that came up is agoraphobia, which is the f- social anxiety disorder. See? See? So that that is one of the top 10 most common phobias in the world are people that are just scared of being around other people, which is honestly probably exploding Yep. since COVID. Um, number two is acrophobia, fear of heights. Mm. You got that. 100%. You do. I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of falling. So you think you could stand on like a ledge real high up and be okay with it? Yeah, I'm just afraid of falling off of it. 
so you it's not the fact of getting up there it's the fact of oh shit i can fall off of this thing and then if i do splat then what yeah so you, i don't think people you think, think you that could far. be in a in um a hot air balloon when just in the basket yeah but then what it's like going up in a plane it's like i'm up here and then it's just like oh yeah well here we are so believe it or not that's actually the second one after acrophobia is the fear of flying aerophobia do you see um let's see arachnophobia which everyone has fear of spiders mm-hmm. everyone does i don't mess with them i respect them me too I kept one outside of my house for a long time last summer. I respect the hell out of spiders. I understand their purpose. I understand why they're here. They're so valuable. I just don't need them in my house. They are so valuable. They come up in my house, they got to understand it's my house. Um, don't die. I don't get this one. Cynophobia. It's the fear of dogs. That's a large fear? Yep. It, or fear. It's one of the top 20 in the United States. Fear of dogs is often associated with specific personal experiences, such as being bitten by a dog during childhood. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, so like you know those like people when like a big dog's in the room, they kind of like shy away. Yeah, that's not me. But that's 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 crazy. That's top twenty. What's this one? Yeah, I don't know. I'm good with animals. I've always had good animal experiences. So I'm gonna get a horse in the next ten years. Ophidiophobia, the fear of snakes. How do you feel about snakes? I don't think is that really the name for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ophidiopho- Ophidiophobia is the fear of snakes. They gotta come up with better names. Um, snakes. I also don't mess with them. I respect them. See, I don't think, I think that, I don't know, think about it right now. Like, if they were crawling around on the floor, how would you feel about it? I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, I don't think I'd feel that great either. Yeah, I no, I respect I'm, them. Yeah. Oh, you res- you're saying you respect that it's their room now. It's, it's, his, it's his house. <laughs> if, if a snake get in this house, it's his house. So, he, he wins it until somebody comes and deals with that. Uh, a couple other ones. Fear of needles, which I do not understand at all. Um, I, that used to be me. Really? Yeah, bro. I used to hate needles. So if you lay down and have to get your blood drawn, like you'd have a real problem with I it. I used to have to look away. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Something about somebody being able to just sit there and pierce my skin with something. I'm just like, what? See, I, I, don't, I never got that. Something about this doesn't that. seem right. I have such an empathy problem. I'm like, what's up with you? Why do you have a needle near my arm? Oh, and, and then I've been there at times where people would be like, oh, look, I can see the veins so easily. And then they miss. Bro, so let me ask your opinion because you're a rational individual. I try to be. I joke with. Every time I get blood, mm-hmm. I do a joke like this, right, and I don't know if it's okay, but I've never gotten a negative reaction. Probably not okay. So, so you got to ask this question. It's probably not so, okay. So the last time I was I was given blood, I was sitting there, and she's about to poke my skin, and she goes, "Anything I should know about? Do you pass out and faint?" I was like, "No, never." And she she punks me right. She sticks it right in. I was like, do, "Wait, do we got to tell you guys if we're HIV positive?" <laughs> <laughs> and she like, damn, dude, she froze in time. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and like other times, I've just been like, "Nah, I don't, I don't pass out. I just typically like will seize up." It's pretty funny. See, they always react well, but ev- after I do it, I really don't feel good about it. But I can't help myself. Yeah, because then they don't know whether or not this is the time. Like, you, is this person serious or not? Yeah. You have to take everything seriously. So you're telling me don't do that anymore? Yeah, no. It would probably be like somebody... Some People used to come into we the bank and Shelby. make jokes like that. We should ask Shelby. People used to... Nah. The guest we had on? I see what she thinks. Probably. She probably wouldn't like that joke either. But it's like people used to come into the bank and be like... They would like slide pieces of paper underneath the window, right? And make it look like like what bank robbers do. And they'd be like, oh, I need to take out some cash. Wow. And they'd be like, hi, you probably thought that was... And I'd be like, that's not funny. Yeah, I'll, that's not funny. Like, I'll press the button on you. <laughs> That's like, crazy. you think it's a joke? I'll press the button Did on you Did someone real really like, do that as a joke? Bro, they used multiple times people would come in and do that. Slide paper under as they, a joke? They, it actually... Bro, some of our friends would hit that button so, so fast. fast. Oh, my God. Bro, oh, my God. My older sister would probably have a heart attack. That's what I'm saying. That's Whoa. what I'm saying. Wow. You, you never know when, it's, I got a when a joke other ones just goes too far. So, glossophobia, 
is known as the performance anxiety fear. So speaking in front of an audience, okay. glossophobia, which is what this individual clearly had, mm-hmm. which I don't understand and rationalize with. Uh, let's do a couple more. I don't get this either. Misophobia. Misophobia is the fear of excess is the excessive fear of germs or dirt. Yeah, no, a lot of people I know. I've seen plenty of people who have that. Really? Yeah. Like you think like they're like a deep, deep fear of like using a, so they could never use a rest stop bathroom. Never. Wow. Can't eat any food unless sit there, completely wash everything up. Do the, not like. This one I get. Qualifro, wait. Qualrophobia is the fear of clowns. Yeah. I used to have that after watching it. Did you really? Yeah. Like you were traumatized. I watched a movie it when I was six. I feel like I'm going through this list and like you would be able to tick a decent amount of these boxes. 100%. It's, it's making me, it's a lot making of these me fears, laugh a little A lot bit. of these fears are very rational fears. Pyrophobia, we both know I do not have that. No. Fear of fire. No. Nope. A, lot, a lot of these are rational fears. These are things that people should have a level of fear for. You shouldn't be stopped by it and limited, but you should think twice when approaching some of these things. And then um, fear of the dark is acluophobia, fear of the dark. That I get. You don't know what's there. I get that. These I get, are all rational things. Yeah. And and um, fear of death, which I also get. Everyone's everyone's scared of dying, which is that wait, thanatophobia. And then you also I think there's also the part too where it's just like there's a lot of unknown behind some of these things where people it's just like if you haven't experienced it, then it's like, damn, what is it? That's where it comes mm-hmm. from, right? Like false um, expectations appearing real, right? Like people break down fear like that. And it's like, hmm, well, if I go into like, let's take flying, for instance, right? If I go and fly, plane mm-hmm. might crash. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's look at the stats. How many times does that actually happen? You're literally more right? likely to get struck by lightning. Lowers the fear. A plane going down. Fear of public speaking. What is the fear? I don't, un- what are I don't know. What afraid of, right? Um, Probably messing up. People One don't of, know. Actually, that was on the list also was fear of failure. I yeah. forget the name for it. And that's and I think some like it's... That I get. Are, those are things that seem so small, right? But that's the thing. Like, somebody goes up there, they don't deliver the message well... They fail. In their mind, they fail in public, and a lot of people can't deal with that. So it creates this overwhelming fear. Um, and same thing with snakes. Like, I don't know what a snake, like, what I, I see a snake that pulls up, right? What do I do? I don't know if it's poisonous. I don't know if it's not poisonous. In my mind, it's poisonous. going to kill me one shot. Done. You do toast. Next thing you know, it's probably a garden snake, and it can't even, like, bite me. Or just can't hurt you if it bites you. Can't even you. hurt me. Right. Sit there and just crawl up my leg. Yeah. And I run screaming away. What would you be more False scared expectations. of? What would you be more scared of right now? Someone was in the other corner of, of your huge apartment, mm-hmm. right? Kembe's living large, folks. A human? First sip is killing it. No. What would you be more... No, not a human. What would you be more scared of? In, in, we saw in that Somebody corner in the corner there, of the penthouse. In the corner of the penthouse we are yep. currently recording in. Top flow. Yep, top flow. This is the top floor. We got floor a crazy right. view. Is there any more floors? It is the top floor. Mm-hmm. If you were if standing over there, if someone like dumped a crate of either two tarantulas <sighs> or two snakes, what would you be more scared of? <sighs> I feel like the snakes, right? Damn, it's like Fear Factor. Bro, and I don't know, because I used to watch them when they did that on Fear Factor. And either one, I would just always have that, like, flutter in my heart. Like, oh, my God. You probably feel crazy right now. Just thinking about <laughs> it, because you see me close my eyes. I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking about it, too. It for a second. Like, and there Spiders, was no way out of the room. Either way, take my life. And there's no way out of the room. Just two tarantulas, bro. Okay, I could take two tarantulas. Unless they I think disappear. Could, I think you could take two snakes, too. Bro, snakes move different. Yeah, I know. Not... They, they all upon you. And what if it's a bow constrictor? Yeah, but yeah, you're dead. This is what I'm saying. You see, you think you would lose? You think you would lose to one snake? 
depends on the size of the snake. You just can't you remember have that. Vi- you remember the video of the anaconda I showed you back in Guyana? Nah, that's it. That was in my cousin's backyard. That's a snake, bro. No, that's a dinosaur. That's a snake, bro. That was a dinosaur. You ask me why people have fears of snakes? That's yes. a snake. <laughs> that's crazy. Listen, people, listen. But you see but, that guy coming though. He's not fast, and listen. I don't think he wants to eat you. I'm, that, that's true. Well, unless you're the only two in the room. That's exactly. But if there's like a king cobra, we're toast. Like we're just not quick enough to block it or get behind it. Yeah, no, I don't. It I, would just bite us. I can't do it. Whereas I don't think the tarantula would just bite us. Like we could kick it if it's running at us. Exactly. That's Bro, the thing. Bro, what it's if you miss and it goes up your pant leg? That's why I said. Pass out. Or if you're in the dark now, one fear. Oh, And then no, somebody that's... releases either of these things in the oh, dark. Oh, well, then you're just done. You, you lay see? down. You see? That's it. Game over. Well. Game over. That's what I had for us today. Man, that was a funny list. Yeah, I know. That was a that's, funny list. What do you Speaking, have for us? Well, because we were talking about popular things, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised because the Masters is, is oh, going on. That's what we wanted to talk about. Right? right. The Masters was going on. I'm surprised. I know, yeah, Tiger Woods, you know, big names. He came out, seen him with his pink drip. I uh, mm-hmm. I opened up the Kembe's eyes today, folks. Looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't even know. Not really. Yes, I did. Look up how many people. Well, I mean, in America. Okay, cool. You, you showed me that about Dikembe what, thought to, golf wasn't popular. Ten, ten to twelve percent of, 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 of America plays golf. Golf said Dikembe said, and I quote: "Based bro, on your numbers, you how, said 10 I can't to 12%. believe y'all watch golf." Yes, he said that. Bro, golf is not exciting to watch. I'm gonna need people to admit that. The National Golf Foundation reported that 25 million active golfers in the United States. What's the percentage? I don't. It's still know. a small percentage. That is not a small percent of people. It's a small percentage. How many three say there's three hundred? What other sports do people? What other sports do they quantify though that people are playing? Uh, I don't know. That's actually actually a good. That's a good question. That's what I'm. I'm like, what? What else are we quantifying that people play? Let's see. How many people out here playing pickup basketball? But they not watching basketball because they can relate to LeBron James. I hope not. I don't because y'all not LeBron. <laughs> okay, like when you said that to me, that's what blew my mind. You're like the relatability. Dikembe could not. To who? Tiger Woods. Actually, if, out of 350 million people, 25 million is only seven percent of the population. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot so, of people. It's it's a good chunk. Yeah, right? like it's but like, Dikembe could not believe how popular the Masters was and why we were all watching it. Today I, I couldn't believe the hype. I'm like, like I'd be. And I don't remember because my dad. Play, bro. My dad avidly watched golf, right? Like he and he played too. But yeah. I'm just like, what? Like what's? Because we play. What, what what is it? We play. Bro. So is it the relatability or the fascination with how good they are? It it is the fascination with how good they are. Absolutely, because I'm happy I saved the golf, golf is so difficult, and that's why I wanted to ask it that way because I get it. It's like how I I love watching track and field athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And I can watch that all day. If the Olympics came on, like if there was that every month, I would watch it every but month. But that's relatability, though, for you. I feel like more so fascination some of these oh, people of at a level of speed and like yeah, and, they're a blur. And strength where it's just like i used to do shop but i used to run four by one mm-hmm. used to run 100 i could never get to that level at, at what they're at just because they are just built different yes and i get that like when you were saying like about watching some of these athletes and you were talking about phil and when you when you were down there at the open ah, i'm like okay crazy it probably does look crazy to see the best of the best in something you're also involved in yes. competing now. Yes. And that I get. Okay, but here, here's the difference, though. Mm-hmm. Track and field, like you said, they are built different. Yeah. Those dudes are lit. Those dudes and women mm-hmm. are actual specimens, mm-hmm. like hand-created by God. That's why, we, that's why I love faster. CrossFit, right? And we talk about that all the time. If on, you yeah. walked into a room mm-hmm. of all the pro golfers shirtless— You'd say, what frat did I just walk yeah. into? It's like walking in the LA Fitness Sauna. No, it, no, because there's dudes with muscles in the LA Fitness Sauna. Not, not, not These this, pro golfers are soft, the majority are soft-bellied, 
skinny-legged, mm-hmm. average dudes. That's the kind of gym I'll be going to. That are some of the most skilled people on the planet. That's the thing. Sport-specific. So but. do you think it's? Do you think people feel like, hmm, these dudes look so normal, maybe that could be me one day? Uh, I No, I don't. I, 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 at least if they've golfed. I know for a fact I will never, ever, ever, ever hit the ball like... Say a Bryson DeChambeau hits the Better ball. question. Do you think that's why more kids get into it at a younger age? I think that they should. Mm. I don't. I truly don't believe, though, even if I started golf from the like from day one, that I would be what these guys are. I just don't. I mean, you only get better by playing, but they must yeah. have a specific gift in like their hips, flexibility, drive. I mean, they're out there hitting, you know, a thousand balls a day. It's just different. This thing, like, I wonder what it is about like the the mechanics that really like separates them really differentiates them like i'm looking up one of the golfers right now just because i wanted to tell you like his size mm-hmm. colin morikawa mm-hmm. is an american golfer he's 25 years old dude won um he won a major tournament he won the masters i think a couple years ago um regardless he's 25 years old he's 5'9 160 the guy hits the ball like 320 yards hmm he probably benches 150 pounds honestly if you yeah. look at him maybe 185 do you know how many dudes are probably four times as strong as him and can't drive the ball like that? It's just a mystery. But that's the thing. It's like you see power lifters. Yes. Who are like between 160 to 180 who are moving four or five times their weight. Like it's that like, dude I just shared the video yeah, of. Yeah, and it's like, how are, you, how are you doing this? Well, that kid from Penn State that I shared that video of that was 19 and deadlifted 855 pounds at that's, 190 That's the pounds. thing. It's fascinating. I think he's a superhero. It's fast. It's like, what? I think he's one of the superheroes that's like kind of cheating a little bit. Might be cheating a little bit. You know it's what I mean? Close. Like, you know, if like the Flash like played sports, like how fast hmm. he moves, like you would Damn. know just a little bit. That's a whole different. We got to bring Jared back on for that. Oh, Superheroes are in real oh, life and playing sports. I think this kid is. Maybe wow. I should try to get him on. Wow. And ask him, be like, bro, what are you doing? Hmm. For real, be honest. Hmm. But yeah, Dikembe, to all of our listeners, Dikembe didn't understand the Masters and the hype. I didn't understand and, the hype. And he still doesn't. I, I, I personally think it's just because we have a betting problem in this country. That's Oh, that's a fact. We have a gambling problem when it comes to sports, and we just like to just yes. be consumed. I don't think it's just this country. I'm okay. sure globally gambling is a, is a definite problem. I mean, they have bigger problems to worry about yeah. in other places in the world, but I can guarantee like in like Britain. That, that's fair. In England, there's definitely like a gambling problem around I just, I just I've never been to these places, so I don't know like how structured. There's no gambling like, in Guyana? How system, like, there's like one casino down there now. Oh. Yeah. Sounds um, like a business opportunity. Yeah, I told you, man. We was, some things got to stay off air, but yeah, yeah, yeah. First sip casino. I was talking to my dad about some things we got to do down there. Um, we can open me, up a riverboat casino. He sent me some stuff from the minister last week, so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But yeah. um, What was the last thing you wanted to touch on for our content rack? Mm, what was the last thing that we were touching on here? Your new cryptocurrency? Yes. Since we're going to try to get Natalie you back You talked on. about the guests that we're having. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Natalie will be back in the future. She will, and folks. There's been certain developments going on lately since the, the war has started up. Now, we ain't talking about the war, but it's interesting to see how some of these countries are really pushing digital currency now Mm. and making sure that they have some sort of like foothold on digital currency and not losing their world superiority, right? Specifically, let's think, like, let's see what happened. I don't know if you saw what happened in Russia, like, the past couple of weeks where they completely pretty much devalued their currency, right? Where it was less than a Roblox, like, token, I don't know. You know what the that game is. Roblox that we talk that I've been talking about. So that, like all these kids are like tapped into like playing this game. No. So that game has like virtual currency, right? Just like how we have Apex coins and Apex. Okay. At a certain point, the Russian I'm looking the, it up. Russian currency was worth less than what one of these Roblox tokens was worth. Right. So 
if if you, if you look at that and say like, okay, like what does that mean on the grand scheme of things and in globalization and all these business and like all these countries that are coming together and trying to still work together. Basically, I think a lot of these countries are sitting back and realizing like, well, if we piss somebody off or do something wrong, our whole economic structure can go down the drain by the push of somebody else's button. Right. And I think America's realizing this, too, when they're losing the foothold and saying, "Okay, wait, that can happen if China or Russia really starts, you know, gaining more superiority. So what do we do to gain foothold in this digital side? So they're coming out with well, we've seen two things recently. One, I forget the exact name. of I think it's the central bank uh, digital currency. So CBDC. And then you also have another thing that's being pushed through the house now, or the Democrats are trying to push through the house called eCash, right? So both are basic forms of digital currency that would replace the U.S. dollar, or give a, an electronic version of what the U.S. dollar is. Um, and I have a few different thoughts on that too, and I want to ask you and your opinion on it. But it's interesting to see now how America is really pushing and pushing to implement something that they were also fighting against for the past ten years. Bro, cyber cyber money is here. Crypto is here. And that's what I was going to ask you. Like, if you think about your transactions now on a monthly basis. Sure. How often do you use cash? Uh, so I actually, We're still using the dollar, but like how often do you actually use cash? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad example. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm not, but I, not often, mm-hmm. if not ever. But I actually have started as of late because the barber that I started going to only accepts cash. So now I, I at least know weekly I got to mm-hmm. have some cash on me. Yeah. So that prompted me to start taking out cash. And I'm going to come back to that point. That's yeah, that's a really good point you brought up there. And I have found also that it's it's probably it's a mistake. Every time, dude, I withdraw a hundred. I'll do the quick cash, right? hundred mm-hmm. bucks. Dude, how hard is it to have cash and not spend it? Yeah, exactly. Like physically, it's so much easier to not swipe your credit card mm-hmm. than it is to have the cash sitting there and not spend it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. When it's, I mean, and that's, then you just throw the change in the change jar. Yeah, and that's the whole side of like behavioral finance, right? And that's where, I mean, like years ago, you saw like a lot of banks and financial institutions realizing like, okay, this is what people do with their cash. So you saw them implement things like round up things, you know, keep the change systems. Like even Robinhood has something like that. Do that. You can use their um, cash card now that they have for your normal transactions, and then your change will be invested into crypto or some stocks. Is that right? true? Yeah, look it up. They just uh, came out with it, uh, not too long ago. I know that they had the. I mean, because I'm a you know yeah. I'm a Robin Hart yeah. Robin Hood yeah, user. So, so it's happened to that. Um, Bank of America also had the same thing, right? So you see how they were always tracking like what people did with the physical, and replacing it with some sort of like digital tool, and now speeding it up like we're talking about. Unless we're doing some like barber or like small business, there really isn't many other uses now for physical cash, right? And that's what I'm like. I'm interested to see like are you are you pulling it up there? I'm looking at the, yeah, this yeah. is crazy, this cash card thing. Right, so think about that. Like, more and more things are going to come out like that where people are going to be using these institutions to do their transactions because people That's don't so really smart use by that. cash. Because they didn't would just roll up and invest into, like, a doge. Yeah. I just, the drinks I just bought us, I got, like, 81 cents and change. That's, like, five doge coins I could have got. Go right into it. And if that blows up, how crazy would that be? Well, yo, Just be- off of some change. That's what I'm saying. Right. So and you just gave me a really great tip. But you were also saying too about um, you know, the the business owners are people who still transact with cash. And I think that's another reason why I would me personally, like I don't think this whole um government digital currency would really work for the people who I guess who are purest in cryptocurrency. And oh, we're so because, far out from the, the mass from the mass well, because public. Because it kind of goes crypto. it kind of goes against everything it is because it's like the government is still tapped into everything that you're doing with your money now because if they're the ones rolling it out, as they have to be, they're gonna have to know it right. And then how would that also help them fight cr- uh, criminal activity? Yeah, funding terrorism, businesses that are evading taxes, right? Because if everything is being documented on some sort of like blockchain or some sort of ledger, 
they're going to know and you don't even have to report it. It's already going to be reported. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where it's just like, like you're saying, it's in my mind, it's inevitable because it's like where the IRS should be. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on the IRS. And then it's, yeah, actually let's stick on that because you talk about like how fast things can move. I filed a document last, what, July with the IRS, right? To set up some things for the business. Mm-hmm. Just got an approval, just got the confirmation back last week mm. that it was completed. Wow. They're probably swamped though right now, bro, with unemployment. But you say it yourself, it's just like how can digital currency just speed up so much of these things? Yeah, I think that all these are, are great points and I'm glad you brought them up. <clears throat> but like this is a conversation that we should that have we're further gonna, yeah, with that's, Natalie. Yep, because that's why when I was looking into it, I'm just like, yo, like these are because th- like I can only imagine like what she's seen over there because there's been a also and I'm we're gonna save these topics, but like oh you're seeing a lot of crypto movement going on between Russia and Ukraine with the things that are going on there how people are using this to support, you know, whatever it is that you believe. But because we talked about this last time, you know, how it can actually help people gain back their freedom and have control over the narrative of what's what they're seeing and what's going on. Right? Oh, yeah. So that's why we want her back. This is going to be a, like I'm, I'm really interested to see like what her, her thoughts are on this and to see one, if America can actually implement something like this in a timely manner. And to see like how it'll stand up on a global scale against like China and Russia. Uh, yeah, I think this is applicable to basically anything. But I feel like if America ever catches wind of something that they have to turn and and adapt towards, mm-hmm. they do. You remember the other day when I sent you that article um, saying that the uh, Saudi Arabia was considering using a different currency to uh, do oil transactions? I did not. Um, so I sent that. I think did it was in the Instagram uh, in the business group that we sent it in. So uh, and I was like, um, I was like, pay attention to things like this because if you look at the things that are really backing the U.S. dollar and the power that we still have globally military power and the fact that people still trade oil in the u.s dollar mm-hmm. right so if we're losing ground in the military superpower side and we also lose ground on the currency side where does that leave us as a global power uh not in a good spot yeah and that's where i said like that's why i'm gonna you know talk about these things and see like where um where her thoughts go on that because she's talked to a lot of people who actually are on the forefront of fighting against some of these things right or like preparing there's yeah, stuff. Like increasing she was just knowledge. With, yeah. She was just meeting with the president of El Salvador the other day. Yeah, dude. Who was rolling out a whole Bitcoin like strategy for the country, mm-hmm. right? And I was talking um, about what we were talking about in Guyana, but that's something that the president and the minister is actively working on, right? Is implementing these other technologies to improve the country. So it is crazy, dude, to see the space that we're in yeah, right now. Yeah, crypto's here to stay. I mean, the UFC just like end it. <clears throat> the UFC literally just announced mm-hmm. their. So they do fighter bonuses after every card. Mm-hmm. For this new pay-per-view, they're going to launch for the first time ever. ESPN is going to host a people's vote for mm. their fighter of the night. They're going to host it online. You're going to be able to vote. Interesting. Their fighter of the night, whoever is the fighter of the night, gets a six-figure Bitcoin bonus. Hmm. So six figures worth of mm-hmm. Bitcoin. So it's probably like two Bitcoin, yeah. three Bitcoin, um, but strictly voted mm-hmm. by the people. Can you imagine what that fighter is going to feel like in like five years when that bonus has gone up? Like That's the thing. 50 percent yep a hundred percent you take that roll it into some proper things and then mm-hmm. you are set by something in the snoop verse that's the thing man it's so much so so much possibilities yeah which we're gonna keep touching on mm. what's man. your content wreck to Kembe? it's crazy what you can do with money uh, yes that is true i gave myself alley-oop right there you did listen man yeah because well, you said you started watching on my uh content wreck mm-hmm. we got inventing anna this week mm-hmm. tell us about it Kembe. new show on netflix talking about the the scam or the maybe true story that is Anna Delvey or Anna Sorokin. We don't really know what her uh, her real name is yet. Still got a couple episodes to go, but I think we actually talked about this a couple like a couple months ago when I had first read about the article. 
because what ended up happening, like, let me give you a little background on the story, right? So this girl ends up coming over to America and she's disguised or she has the persona as a German heiress. So just to let you know, I watched like 30 minutes mm-hmm. of the first episode. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> is because how many episodes have you watched? Uh, seven. There's nine. Finish your summary. I yeah. apologize. She yeah. just came so, to America. Yep. Yep. So she's a German heiress who ends up coming to America and she has this whole facade of you know she has money and she has this trust fund that has millions and hundreds of millions of dollars in it that's waiting to be passed down from her her lineage is this crazy family right and her mm-hmm. dad is had just had, takes care of everything right so she just starts connecting with all these different new york socialites people in the art um world you know mm-hmm. people who just make money from just making interactions and connections sure right you understand like hopefully gonna be us you and we've met people like that who realize at a certain point they were just making money from being in the room. Literally. She made a job and a career out of being in the room okay. at the right time. That's cool. Oh, so I would like this. Oh, you would love this because it goes back and shows like kind of we were saying like how we're a money hungry country, right? And mm-hmm. how capitalism can really steer you down the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It is crazy to see how many people got screwed over by her because they just saw the money and they saw the dollar signs. That, that wasn't even make. real, right? Isn't that it not real? Bro. She was taking trips to Morocco. She was taking yacht trips. She stole a private jet and flew like two other people be- just based off of clout. the story that she and the clout and the story that she was putting out there, wearing some fancy things that she stole from somebody else's credit card and how nobody else. So she was like a real life fire fire festival. There's a point in the show where she shows her, where she's talking to the guy who started the fire festival. No way. Yep. So my my question is just because you've I've only watched like thirty mm-hmm. minutes of it. I'm really interested to hear your question. It's a stupid question. It's nothing of value. Um, is the accent real? Does she change it later in the show? Oh, we don't know. We don't know yet. Even how epi- shitty is that accent? Even seven episodes in though. But that's the thing. Well, that's the thing that is when, it part when, of the when, show? When you read the article, people say that they're like, oh, you know, her accents would go in and out, and they say that in the show. They're like, oh, your accent's slipping. They're like, are you? It sounded a little Russian. Are you Russian or are you German? Like, oh, so it's intentional. Oh, she has. She puts on a, a fake accent, but okay. nobody so, even knows. So the what actress. Is the truth. The, okay, because me and Alex were sitting there, we're like, "Yo, is this terrible yes, acting?" Yes, it's supposed to, and that's the thing. And like it's she, supposed to. Be, she's yep. acting as a terrible actor. And as you watch, wow. because that goes into the whole story, right? That what is Anna, right? Like inventing Anna, going in and really having developed this character, this persona of some sort of like super wealthy young woman who comes to this country and can just talk down to people be as condescending as possible but then on the other side it brings you closer to people who like this you know what i mean who like being around people like that Mm -hmm. so it goes back to saying how did people not realize that this is all a scam i don't know like bro she's telling you she's gonna pay you back a hundred thousand dollars and you don't see that for weeks and you're just cool with it Mm -hmm. she said oh go ahead and do this and i'll just whoo listen man It's, it's it's an interesting show it's an interesting topic to talk about so Maybe we can have another future uh, podcast about people getting caught up in the uh, the glitz and the glam of, of people's lives. Or some online transaction fraud. <sighs> we can have someone talk about that. Oh, now you want to take me down a rabbit hole. I used to see some crazy things in, sh- in, in fraud. I'm sure you did. Um, but yeah, let me know who you want to bring on for that. Yeah. That is, that is a whole different... I mean, my dad actually spent years and years doing that. That's what he's doing now down in Guyana to work with. But, Maybe um, we could have Don on. Well, I've talked to him about that because... Strong accent, though. Anti-money uh, laundering is big. It's big for him, so... um. He can give us some. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Can give us some download. It'd be fun. International laws. Yeah, it'd be fun to have him. Yeah, on. Yeah, Talk yeah. about the chickens. Oh, yeah. oh, that's another international thing going on. Yeah. So, hey man, we got some moves to make. Mm-hmm. 
What you got for us for this uh, yeah. content rack? Yeah, so everyone knows, big superhero fan. Um, for the, I, I was two weeks behind. I just watched today the first episode of uh, Marvel's new Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Bro, this first episode... What's that about? ...was so and is it is it Moon crazy. Knight as in nighttime or night... Knight as in shining like armor. The Knights Sword. of the Temple. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Moon okay. Knight. Um, so, so this guy has... I, the first episode just alludes to the fact that he has like a massive sleeping disorder. It seems okay. like we got a friend like that. But when he checks out, he he can't control what happens to him when mm. he checks out. So mm. so the episode literally opens up, and he, when he wakes up in his bed, he chains himself to his bed every night. Okay, because he's fearful of what he's going to do when he goes to sleep. Oh, and he has a massive fear of falling asleep. So like throughout the episode, he's trying different ways to stay awake, working on puzzles. He's insane with Rubik's cubes reading books, um, talking to his fish, bro. So this dude, because he's so fearful of what happens to him when he goes under, chains himself to his bed, tapes his door. And I didn't understand why at first. He puts a piece of blue tape on his mm-hmm. door because he knows to if he know wakes up and the tape isn't yeah. there, he's gone. Yeah. Puts sand around his bed to see if there were footprints. Um, and like it, the way that the show evolves, it shows the scenes of only him after he comes to. So, for example, Damn. you'll be in a room surrounded by whatever, a bunch mm-hmm. of people. You start to doze off. You wake up. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm. Yeah. I've watched some criminal shows like that. Yeah. It's uh, a little different. It, yeah. Kind of the same. A little different. Um, it, it definitely, this is the best miniseries first episode yet. Really? So, is I mean, like they were all the, amazing. Is it like one Low of those key, good dark movies or shows, I should say? Uh, like, like a Deadpool-esque? But that yes. was comedy, but dark. That's what I was thinking. Uh, we're not uh, Deadpool. Um... Logan. The other, the, Logan's the darkest one. Daredevil. Oh, which one? Oh, the show. Yeah. Uh, oh, and like the Punisher. Yeah. Um, I think it actually is going to steer more towards that direction. Okay. Like a Daredevil-esque, yeah. Punisher-esque. Like WandaVision was a much lighter. Mm-hmm. Loki was lighter. Um, God, Hawkeye it was, was way lighter. But it's on Disney+. Haley Steinfeld. It's on Disney+. Plus. No, well, not Disney+. Plus. Moved the Punisher and Daredevil over. They got TV mature, oh, really? mature okay. stuff on there. Oh, nice. Okay. So we ain't got to worry about the kids. Put the kids in bed. Yeah, no, no. Nice. Couple, now there were a couple like like John Wick type headshots. That's shots. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's no. what you need. hundred percent. That's what you need. That's the reality. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why Jared said he said Watchmen was the best movie. Well, oh yeah, we got we got to get him back on. That, that was, was still a lot controversial. of fun. That was still so controversial. Yeah, I talk about that. But it's a little crazy. That's it, man. That's What's all that? I got for us. This was, was fun. That was loaded. That was loaded. I'm surprised. I got to go back and listen to that fear list again because that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, you would tech off every box. One hundred percent because you have to. You're listen a walking to phobia. You you have to trust your gut, okay? And sometimes your gut is going to tell you to fear certain things until you see what comes out on the other end. But you're a survivor. That's it. You have to push You'd through until aware. you survive. Mm-hmm. Fear is a very logical thing to have. That's what makes us human. Yes, that's actually right? very true. That was a bold 100%. statement. 100%. Yes. But if we don't acknowledge it and we just keep going down the path, listen, man, it may not end up well. Right. Okay. Hey, until next week, people. Until next week, people. Thank you all so much. We're going to keep grinding this year. It's been a great run so far. And as always, enjoy the first sip.